guys? Welcome to episode 100 of Rock the Dragon, the Dragon Ball Super Podcast. What is that you're listening to right now? That is the big surprise for episode 100. I did a cover of Chozet's Dynamic, aka Dragon Ball Super Theme number one, and there's also a music video for it. Head over to Rock the Dragon Podcast on YouTube, see the badass music video. You can download the song there. You can find it on iTunes as well as Spotify and other outlets. Guys, I'm really excited about this. Please take the time to check it out. up everybody here we are ladies and gentlemen we've made it we've survived we've lived most of us rest in peace anyone who didn't make it to episode 100 <laughs> that's probably a pretty dark way to start off the beginning of the podcast sorry anyway guys we've made it to episode 100 you are listening to episode 100 of rock the dragon a dragon ball super podcast and of course i'm your host tim bridgewater i mean who else would sit here for 100 episodes talking to himself only me only tim bridgewater but i thank each and every one of you guys for listening every week because <laughs> it has been a very long time coming this is obviously it's been about two years uh now and everything so wow wow uh i know what you're thinking uh what the heck was that that i heard at the beginning of the podcast well guess what that was my big magical secretive project <laughs> that i was working on so in case that little ad quote-unquote wasn't clear enough uh that's what i did guys i did a cover of chozet's dynamic also known as dragon ball super theme number one okay the very first opening theme song to the show not the one that's airing right now for the tournament of power okay that one's awesome too (laughs) but i did a cover of the very first one so not only did we cover the song uh we released a music video for it i released a music video for it and you can see it over on the Rock the Dragon YouTube channel. Okay, right now, it's still you still just have to Google Rock the Dragon Podcast, but it's there. And of course, if you go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast, I shared the link to it. There's a trailer there, so it's pretty easy to find. Uh, it has not been up for very long. I think it's probably been up for about a day. I'm getting nothing but positive reactions for from it so far. So if you have not had a chance to see it, you want to go see this. <laughs> You want to go look at it. Uh, remember, episode 100 won't be as quote unquote big of a deal as it might have been otherwise in terms of me having different things to talk about and maybe trying to get a guest on here and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't I didn't really have any time to do any of that because I was working on that, <laughs> on that video and that song. And as the little ad says, uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you want to contribute to the podcast. You know, I've gone over 100 episodes at this point doing everything i've never asked for a single penny from anybody okay you can go back and listen to every episode (laughs) to find that out but if you'd like to help out the podcast and if you like the song which you you love the song right because it's dragon ball all all we did was just make a newer sort of heavier more modern rock version of it uh I, i make it sound like it was so easy but it wasn't 
<laughs> but that's what it is. So it's a, it's a pretty, I'm pretty happy. I'm extremely happy with the way the song came out, with the way the video came out. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you can buy the song for 99 cent, right? On Apple, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, and it'll be in a couple other places too. I'm not exactly sure where, but keep your eye out on the Facebook page for any posts related to that. So it'd be, it'd be fantastic if you guys can go find the video like it, share it, comment on it, give it a thumbs up and spend a quick 99 cents to download the song. That'll go a long way in keeping this podcast going for the throughout the end of Dragon Ball Super, as well as maybe even beyond that, because there's at least another year or so <laughs> here before we're before Dragon Ball Super is done. I hope to make it that far, but I cannot do it without you guys help. And this was this video and this song was a really big attempt on my part to try to boost the podcast as well as just make something creative because that's what I do. So if you guys enjoy that, please share it. Please buy the song, etc. And then we can see what happens, because who knows? Maybe another Dragon Ball show will come along after Super and I'd like to be around to talk about it, but I cannot do it without your support. So please watch the video, share the video, buy the song. I'll probably be pushing that for the next few episodes because, well, you know, when you release something new, you got to advertise, right? And um, yeah, you. but I can definitely use you guys' help kind of spreading the word on all that kind of stuff. So I won't go into too much more detail about it right now. What I may do in the future is uh, record a podcast episode separately from this one where I talk about the song in the video. If you guys want to hear that. Or I can do a Facebook Live Q&A where you can ask me any questions about the process that you want. Just let me know what you want to see. This episode is probably already going to be long enough with all the stuff we have to talk about. So I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but I'd be happy to talk about it later. And don't forget, there's actually a behind the scenes video as well of the making of the video and the song. Okay, so if you watch the music video all the way to the very end on YouTube, Uh, The little end screen comes up and it'll prompt you and you'll have a link to watch the behind the scenes video. And of course, if you go to the YouTube channel, you can just see it. It'll just be there. Right. So don't forget to watch that and like that and thumbs up, you know, all that. Smash the like button. Okay. so as I mentioned, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about the music video. Once again, that's a whole other podcast conversation in itself. Okay. So uh, I do have some news. OK, we have a couple news sort of related items here, as well as some announcements, uh, as well as we're going to shift over to our email segment in a little bit as well. What are you saying? So, of course, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Now, the first announcement that I have here is that I uh, made an Instagram for the podcast. OK, so Rock the Dragon Podcast officially has an Instagram account now. That was something I've kind of been thinking about for a while. I just I don't know. I just I, I to be honest with you. I just didn't want to have to manage any other pages <laughs> because, you know, I have several. I have a couple of sort of, quote unquote, small businesses that I just, you know, manage just for myself for the this, my day job type shit. And then, of course, I've got the Rock the Dragon stuff and then I've got my geek page. And I, it's just like a lot of stuff. But I figured this will be something new to try in 2019. You know, we made it to 100 episodes. Why not 
start something new, give you guys some some extra content, something else to kind of get excited about. So if you go find Rock the Dragon podcast on Instagram, there's an Instagram account. Now it's brand new. So there's only a handful of photos on there. But the kind of stuff you can look forward to on Instagram is just you know, Dragon Ball related photos and, you know, not everything's going to be on the Facebook page. Don't worry. The Facebook page is still the primary source. That's where you will get your links to cool things. I find that will be, you know, if I have anything important to say about the podcast or Dragon Ball related, it'll all still be on Facebook. But if you just kind of want to have like that extra Dragon Ball, Rock the Dragon podcast, Tim Bridgewater related content coming at you, I'll be posting sporadic photos of things I may come across, maybe some of my action figures, some of the things I've kind of collected over time um, and stuff like that, as well as being able to sort of follow episode by episode release of the podcast itself. I'll be posting some uh, sort of screenshots and, and maybe a little behind the scenes special effects sort of shots from the music video all that kind of stuff will be over on the instagram page so please at rock the dragon podcast if you have an instagram just head over there follow me real quick and make a big difference once again trying to boost this thing in 2019 so that's one way i'm trying to boost it now uh, i wanted to talk a little bit about a message that i got here from brent because this is something that has come up a few times okay so this is about google play google podcasts because i'm not i know i have some people who use that app to listen to the podcast so let's see if we can maybe kind of clear this up once and for all okay so brent says hey man haven't gotten a chance to check out your video yet but i thought you want to know that google play is no longer updating android slash google switched over to google podcasts i guess doesn't look like Rock the Dragon was automatically pulled over. Must be they decided it was better to abandon and make themselves a new app than continue trying to fix Google Play. Okay, so, and you also say you saw it announced on a couple other podcasts that you listen to. Okay, so this is something that has kind of come up once before, right? There's been some, I'm not sure, misunderstandings or confusion maybe about what's going on with Google Play and Google Podcasts because I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong. At one point, it was just Google Play, right? It was Google Play, and and but you could find music on there, and you could also find podcasts on there. It sounds to me as if at some point Google decided to make a separate app specifically for podcasts. I have an iPhone, so I can't even download any of that stuff, right? Like I can't go to the App Store and even download it to check. <laughs> so what I've been doing is I've been going from my desktop. And I've been checking the Google Play store and it's been updating. So I'm not I'm not sure because it's I just checked it a minute ago and episode 99 is there. So I'm not sure what exactly is going on, because this is a question that I asked before on the Facebook page. And I asked you guys who use Google to check and see if the podcast was there. And everybody said yes. Everyone said that it was on Google Play. I even asked about Google Podcasts and I had. I think it was Tremaine. Tremaine posted an actual photo of the podcast on Google Podcasts. So I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't. Last I heard, it was on there. So Brent, if it's not on there for you, what what I, what I need is is for you guys to check one more time for me. If anyone knows what the hell is going on, is my podcast still available on Google Play or Google Podcasts? Let me know. Um, because I haven't received any sort of notification from Google. I would like to hope that they would have notified me 
if there was any sort of transition going on regarding my podcast. So far, I have not gotten a single thing from them. So I don't know what's going on. So if you use Google Play or Google Podcasts and it's not there or if it is there, please just send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com and just let me know so I can try to get to the bottom of this once and for all. In the meantime, there are many other places to listen to the podcast. I always push people toward Apple Podcasts slash iTunes because, well, that's probably just the biggest and easiest source for most people. I assume most people have iPhones. I know a lot of people have Androids, but that's why I also put it on Google. But if, even if that doesn't work, you can download the Stitcher app. It's on Stitcher. It's also on TuneIn. Okay. And a, a bunch of other places. <laughs> the other day I Googled my podcast and it was on like 17 different outlets. And I didn't submit it to any of those <laughs> except for the ones that I talk about. I talk about Google. I talk about iTunes. I talk about TuneIn and Stitcher. All these other sites just, I guess they just decided to just take the RSS feed and put it on their sites. Totally fine. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's it's free anyway. So obviously the more outlets it's on, the better. But I just want to remind you guys there are other places to find the podcast if you run into some sort of a problem. Okay. Okay. Now, one more th- piece of news here slash announcement, but it's more of a question because I don't know if I'm going to do it. It's just something I'm thinking about. Okay. And I need to gauge interest here because if there's interest, I'll do it. If there's not, then I won't because I don't really need to be adding anything extra to my plate at this point. <laughs> it's already hard enough to keep up with the podcast itself. And and now the YouTube channel is kind of back active too. So, but I would do this if there is interest. Okay. So I'm thinking about starting a Patreon. All right. I know what you guys are probably thinking. Oh no, Tim, come on, man. Really? Like we don't. We don't want to have to that. The last thing people want to hear is, is about a Patreon. OK, don't worry. The podcast itself is free. It will always be free. There's nothing that's going to change that. However, I am considering doing a Patreon for bonus content. OK, for example, every there are all these Dragon Ball specials, all these Dragon Ball movies. You know, I can do, I can review every single one. That could be something that's interesting to have. You know, you can get access to bonus podcast episodes that no one else will have access to, etc. Um, and all sorts of content, right? Because if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a it's a it's a platform that is designed to help creators such as myself uh, bring in income while you create. Because one of the biggest things about being a creative person <laughs> and creating is that it doesn't always equate to money. Not at least not in the beginning. You're going to do a lot of stuff for free. That's just how it is. That's how it is with the arts and things that you that you create. I mean, with that being said, I've done 100 episodes of this podcast and I haven't made a single dime, nor have I expected to, nor have I ever asked for it. But if I'm going to be completely 100 percent honest with you guys, because you're my listeners and we have this. I know we're cool like that. I'm having a pretty tough financial time right now. <laughs> I just am. I just ran into a pretty bad sort of spot. So I'm trying to think of every kind of avenue I can to try to bring in some extra income. So with that being said, you know, the song, if you want to go buy that, that'll help me out. And if you can let me know if you're interested in a Patreon, if you maybe be down to support it, then that would be great, too. The way it works is that there are different tiers, I think, like you can pay two dollars a month. And it'll get you access to this. But if you pay $5 a month, then it'll get you access to this and this. $10 a month, this, this, and this, right? It's, it's sort of like that, that sort of thing. 
I, I'm very, very early stages here, so I don't even know exactly what that content would be. I can tell you for sure there would definitely be some bonus podcast episodes in there. Just talking about um, the Dragon Ball movies, maybe even talking about GT or watching GT, reviewing GT episodes. It could be anything. And I'm pretty I'm capable of a lot of shit. If you've seen that video. OK, <laughs> I can make smaller videos. I can do all sorts of cool stuff. But what I need to know is who would be interested in supporting that. If you have an extra five dollars a month to spare and would be interested in just getting a bunch of bonus content for that rate, then that would be dope. So let me know and if there's enough interest and I'll make a post about this on the Facebook page, too. But if you're interested in doing that, let me know and I'll find a way to make it happen. One more thing along the same lines of that. I have considered starting a Twitch channel for the podcast. Okay. Um, as for what would be on there exactly, I don't know <laughs> because I'm not sure. I don't necessarily want to stream myself doing the podcast live because I think that kind of takes away from it being a podcast. I mean, it's a podcast. It's meant to be listened to, you know, while you're in the car, while you're working out, while you're just kind of hanging out. It's not really meant to be watched, not to mention sometimes I have to edit stuff. So doing it completely live wouldn't necessarily be the best route, but there can be other things like maybe playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Maybe I can stream myself playing the game and kind of chat with you guys at the same time, because I tell you, it could be very entertaining watching me get my ass whooped in that game. <laughs> and so don't, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I whoop ass. But I get whooped, too, and I get pretty mad about it. <laughs> so I would probably have to try to get that under, you know, under control a little bit. But I don't know. These are just ideas I'm throwing out there. So if anyone has any suggestions of anything you would like to see from me regarding Patreon and Twitch, let me know. Rock the Dragon podcast at gmail.com. And I will try my hardest to make that happen very soon in 2019. OK. All right. Now. We're going to shift on over to what are you saying for the week? Uh, so, of course, any questions or comments about anything, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I have probably about six emails here that I need to read. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break them in half. I'm going to read three before and then three after. Now, the ones that I'm going to read after pertain more so to episode 100 of Dragon Ball Super. So it makes more sense to read them after. But the other three don't, so I can read those now. Okay, so the first email I have here is from Jamie. Jamie, always good to hear from you. Jamie's out in Scotland. Jamie was a winner of uh, a giveaway I did on, was it episode 75 maybe? It was either 50 or 75. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's been so many of these things now, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, Jamie, I'll, I'll always good to hear from you. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't able to do any giveaways for episode 100. I'm sure... You guys are probably looking for something like that. But once again, like I just said, my money is pretty tight these days. <laughs> so and that last giveaway, I pretty much just came out of my pocket and bought that stuff. But uh, couldn't really do that this time. So uh, for the future, if anyone would like to donate anything, you know, for giveaways and, you know, I'm always open to receive that kind of stuff anyway. OK, so Jamie's email says wanting to show support. Hey, Tim, I just wanted to say in time for the 100th episode of DBS and your podcast that I wanted to try and get on iTunes to leave you a positive review. 
but for a couple of different reasons, I'm just incapable of doing so. It might be a problem with my computer in particular, but anyway, I'm just unable to leave a review for the podcast for iTunes. I tried to download iTunes on my Windows 7 PC, but it just isn't working, unfortunately. Is there any other place I could leave a review to support the podcast besides iTunes, or is it the only place that would help you out? I myself listen to your podcast each week on an app on my Android called Player FM, and you can review podcasts there, but I'm sure you said iTunes is the only place that would help you out. Regardless of all that, though, I wanted to say your podcast has always been very entertaining, and I look forward to it every week after the latest episode of Dragon Ball Super to hear not only your thoughts on it, but also because you always pick up on key details that myself and I'm sure many other listeners miss that give hints towards what to expect in future episodes and could be little throwbacks to earlier episodes of DBS or even DBZ. Also at this point now that you have reviewed coming up to 100 episodes, the only suggestion I could think of for what you could maybe talk about is your favorite moments so far from Dragon Ball Super and your favorite moments from Dragon Ball Z. And also when we get to the last episode of Dragon Ball Super, do you think they will make another canon Dragon Ball show to continue on after the latest film? Or would that be the end of Dragon Ball from there, do you think? Anyway, thanks for all the effort you have put into with put in with everything from your YouTube videos and now over a hundred episodes of your podcast. I hope you continue into the end and will support you any way I can, man. I'm having really hard time, trouble reading today. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So first of all, Jamie, thanks so much for saying all of that. I mean, I, you know, it's been, whew, yeah, it's been a hundred episodes, you know, technically it's been a few more, but this is the official hundredth episode and it hasn't been easy. You know, I've talked about it before, you know, back way back when, when I was recording episode zero of the podcast, I like to remind people every now and then that there is an episode zero. So technically this is like episode 101, if you count zero. <laughs> and if you count the bonus episodes, this is like 100, 105, but this is like officially episode 100, right? Of the of, of Dragon Ball Super talk and reviews every week. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I talk about this back when I was doing episode zero. You know, I didn't know who was going to listen to this. I had no idea. I mean, I, I had done two podcasts before this one and neither one of them were, you know, I don't know, a big deal, I guess. I mean, there was Geekly Dose, which was fun, but never really made any major waves. Uh, Republic City Report, where I talked about the Legend of Korra, was much better. I mean, I definitely had a fan base there and listeners, and it was very cool. And I got emails every week, just like I do here. Uh, but this podcast is the, I use the word biggest in quotations because it's not massive or anything, but it's still the biggest podcast that I've done. So I'm, I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I'm very, I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful for everyone who's been listening. You know, there are people that I still hear from that were listening since episode zero. You know, and I can go back and find the very first Facebook message that they sent me. <laughs> so that is fucking incredible. So, yeah, to still be doing this after 100 episodes is just great. I, you know, I never I never thought it would happen. I didn't know if it would or not. But thanks to people like you who always like the posts and share the posts and all the support and you guys write in, um, you know, it, it kept me going and it kept me moving. And I'd like to keep moving. So, you know, if everybody can just continue showing that support. 
Um, some of it may, I may have to ask for some sort of financial something, but don't worry. <laughs> I'll never just ask for money. You'll never be like, you'll, you will never see that from Tim Bridgewater. I will always give you something in return. So if that sounds like something you'd be down for, let me know as far as the Patreon goes, the Twitch channel goes, etc. Um, but yeah, so I want to thank you for just saying all of that cool stuff. And uh, I, I appreciate it. I hope, I hope everyone feels the same way. You know, I hope you get something extra uh, from the show. I and mean, I feel like nine times out of 10, when people are complimenting the show, that's what they're saying. They're saying, man, we just love to hear your insight because you always say stuff that we didn't think about <laughs> or maybe stuff we did think about, but would have been afraid to say, you know, so if that's the that's what you're getting from this man. And I, I appreciate you listening to it. Okay, so let's go back to your comment about leaving a review, because this is also something that's come up a couple of times. Um, I, I realize not everyone has access to iTunes or Apple Podcasts for whatever reason. You may have an Android phone, you may have a Windows machine or something, or and there may be something stopping you from being able to do it. It may be you you may not have an, an iTunes account because it's not like you can just go in there and just leave a review. You do have to sign in. You do have to sign in with your Apple ID. Now, I don't know if everyone realizes that, right? Because you have to, they need a name and everything to register the review under. But if you if you purchase music off iTunes and Apple Podcasts, that means you already have an ID. So all you have to do is sign in under that. You're probably already signed in and then leave a review that way. Now, if none of that stuff is an option for you, I, I never meant to make it sound like iTunes was the only place you can leave a review. I just push iTunes and Apple Podcasts more so because that's what I use to listen to podcasts. Also, I have Apple everything. I have an iPhone. I have an, an iMac. So it's just it's just it's the first thing I think of <laughs> because I use it for everything. Um, but it's certainly not the only way you can help the podcast. If you use Player FM, see, the thing is, is that I was talking about this a little bit earlier. I didn't submit my podcast to Player FM. Okay, that, that must be just one of those places that just kind of snatched it. Um, but wherever you listen, if there is a review option, it'll always help. So if you want to leave one on Player FM, that's totally fine. Uh, I just push people to iTunes because that's where the majority of the reviews are. So it would just make that number even bigger if you guys could go there. But if you can't do it there, just do it wherever you listen, as long as there's an option. Uh, and in addition to that, obviously just sharing the page, sharing the posts, etc. That'll go a long way in helping too. So yes, if Player FM is where you listen and that's pretty much your only option because you've already tried iTunes, by all means, feel free to leave me a review on Player FM. Now, I don't have Player FM. I don't check Player FM. So if you'd like me to see the review, then I'll just need you to sort of screenshot it, send it to me in an email and I can read it on the podcast just like I do with all the rest. Okay, so I hope that helped you out, man. Thanks for listening this entire time. I, I very much appreciate it. We're going to move on here. We're going to go up to Jalen. I read an email from Jalen on the last episode, uh, but he, he actually sent two. But I decided I would save one for this podcast. So for this episode. So ooh, and we're about to get into some stuff here, y'all. Stay tuned. The episode talk is still coming. And then we'll have another segment of what are you saying after that? Remember, this is the this is the episode 100 spectacular, baby. It's gonna be it's gonna be action packed. Okay. So Jalen writes uh, says superpower rankings slash scaling. 
Before I asked you who you thought was stronger between Gohan and Seventeen, and you mentioned that you assumed that Gohan was still as strong as he was in the Buu Saga, so I wrote up a ranking of characters to show how much farther the scale of power has been pushed uh, since pushed push past the Buu Saga. Sorry, there's a little bit of typo there, I think. Uh, note, the bold and italicized names in the Buu Saga list, Super Saiyan 3 Goku slash Gotenks, Super Buu and Kid Buu are all in the same area of power and none of them have a concrete power advantage over the other due to not interacting with each other or statements made during the show. Okay, so what Jalen did here is sort of compile a list uh, according to uh, three sort of phases of Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, one of them being post Zamasu arc. Okay, so after Zamasu arc, which is pretty much now, uh, Tournament of Power and all that, and then there's also Buu Saga power rankings, and there's also Battle of Gods. Okay, so that's, we've got Buu, if, we, if we're going in order, we've got Buu Saga, we've got Battle of Gods, and then we've got post Zamasu power ranking. So what you're saying is you just kind of rank these characters on, um, on how strong they are from strongest to least strongest, I'm assuming, just based on what I'm, what I'm seeing here. Um, so for example, let's see, let's just start an order here and, and Jalen, I'm not sure if you, if this is just your opinion or if this is where you, you, maybe you pull this information from different Dragon Ball sources or wiki pages or whatever. So I'm just going to kind of assume that this is based on some actual <laughs> research of some sort. Okay. So let's just start with Boo Saga. Okay. In the Buu Saga, the strongest character would have been Super Vegito, and then Vegito, Buhan, Buu Tinks, Ultimate Gohan, Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, Kid Buu, Super Buu, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Majin Buu, the pure evil version, regular Majin Buu, Majin Vegeta, and Super Saiyan 2 Goku. Now, you, you also say that the ones that are... Uh, in bold and italicized, they were all in the same area of power because it was hard to compare because they weren't fighting each other and etc. So, and um, in that group, we have Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, Kid Buu, Super Buu, Super Saiyan 3 Goku. So, you're saying that all of those kind of were around the same power uh, level. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I disagree with any of this. I mean, it sounds about right. It stands, it stands the reason that Super Vegito would have been the strongest, right? Um, because, well, I mean, hell, that was Goku and Vegeta combined into one person as a Super Saiyan. <laughs> and uh, if it wasn't for him being so foolish, he could have taken out Majin Buu himself, right? Because he was strong enough. He was beating the shit out of him, but he started to play games with him and all that kind of stuff. And that's when he got Buu got the upper hand on him. But technically, he was probably still the strongest. Uh, and then you say Buu Han. Of course, that's that's Buu after he absorbed Ultimate Gohan, Bootinks, Boo after he absorbed Gotenks. Wait, wait, did Boo absorb Gotenks? Why don't I remember that? Hmm. Sorry, I'm not saying it didn't happen. It's just, you know, the Boo saga is very. <laughs> it's my least favorite saga in Dragon Ball Z, so my memories of that stuff are pretty rough sometimes. But yeah, all of this, all of this sounds 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 about right. And then you go down to Majin Boo. Like I, I'm guessing that's it says pure evil, but I'm assuming maybe that's Okay, sorry. I guess that's Evil Boo. 
you were talking about there. After after Fat Boo split, he turned into Fat Boo and Evil Boo. And then you got Majin Vegeta, Super Saiyan 2, Goku. Yeah, that, I mean, that honestly, this sounds pretty accurate. This sounds pretty accurate. Okay, so let's move on to the next one here. And this will be the Battle of Gods arc power rankings. And at number one, you've got Whis. Number two, you've got Beerus. Number three, Super Saiyan God Goku. Number four, Boo Saga Vegito. Uh, number five, Super Saiyan 2 Vegeta Rage. And then Super Saiyan 3 Goku. So, doing the okay, so this was doing the Battle of God. Let, let me ask this question. This is, a, this is a good opportunity to ask this. Uh, are we just assuming that Whis is stronger than Beerus? Or has that been confirmed somewhere? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, right? I mean, I'm sure someone out there knows. Remember, I don't keep up with any of the behind the scenes stuff because I don't want to be spoiled. So I'm not sure if officially they're saying that Whis is stronger than Beerus because I've always kind of assumed that he wasn't. I think we all just kind of got the uh, the impression that Whis was stronger than Beerus because we know that Whis trained Beerus, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean he's stronger. You know, you can be trained by someone that's weaker than you because they can still be smarter than you and they can still know things you don't know and they can still know techniques and still know how to train you. I mean, look at Master Roshi and Krillin and Master Roshi and Goku and etc. And King Kai and Goku. We know for a fact Goku is stronger than King Kai. <laughs> but King Kai still trained him because, you know, and all these guys are stronger than the Kais at this point. So... I, I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I'm genuinely asking. <laughs> okay. Is we strong and embarrassed officially? Or is that just kind of what we've been assuming based on whatever? Because I mean, to me, it would make, it would be kind of silly if we were stronger than Beerus. Cause I mean, he's supposed to be, he's a God, you know, we is an angel, but Beerus is a God. So in terms of the hierarchy <laughs> that he should be stronger, right? I mean, if you think about it that way, Plus, his whole point, his whole purpose is to destroy stuff, meaning you would have to be pretty powerful if, if your entire existence is to destroy things. OK, so I don't I don't know about that. You know, one and two, I guess that kind of depends. But then you've got Super Saiyan God, Goku, Boo Saga, Vegito. Did Vegito show up in the Battle of God's arc? Or am I or am I forgetting something? I don't remember Vegito being there. Now, it's been a while, okay? It's been a while since the Battle of God's Ark. But I don't, I don't even remember Vegito being involved in that at all, right? Like, as far as I was aware, the first time Vegito appeared in Super was against uh, Zamasu, Fuse Zamasu. Once again, it's, guys, it's been over 100 episodes. I can't remember everything, okay? <laughs> I very well could have talked about this before and just don't remember. Uh, and then you have Super Saiyan 2 Vegeta Rage. I'm assuming that means when Vegeta uh, Beerus pimp slapped Boma <laughs> and the Vegeta freaked the hell out. His power level shot up high enough to where he was probably temporarily stronger than Super Saiyan Go 3 Goku because you have him at the bottom of your list. Okay. <clears throat> and last but not least, we have here uh, <clears throat> the post Zamasu arc power ranking. Number one. Weiss. Okay. I think I, I... Okay, sorry. This is post-Zamasu. This is not Tournament of Power. 
right? Yeah. So this is just right after the Zamasu stuff, probably before the Terminal Power, because if you start introducing all these Terminal Power characters in here, this would this list would probably change. So I'm a, okay. So this is before that. Number one, Whis. <laughs> then Beerus, Infinite Merged Zamasu, Blue Vegito. But if this is post Zamasu, then why is Zamasu included on this list? I'm not. Yeah, I don't. That I don't understand. Uh, Vegito Blue, Merged Zamasu, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken Goku, uh, Super Saiyan Rose Goku Black, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta and Goku. And by that, did you mean Vegito? When you say Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta and Goku, is that because you already have you already have Blue Vegito on the list? So you're counting them two together. Um, Super Saiyan Rage Trunks, Zamasu, Base Goku and Vegeta, Super Saiyan Three Gotenks. Okay, so wait, why is Base Goku and Vegeta included on here? Oh, okay, because they fought. Because they fought during that period of time, briefly. In their base forms. I guess that's why you have them uh, inclu uh, included here. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know. So I'm sure someone out there is fact checking this stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to fact check it because honestly, it was hard enough just kind of reading through this list without messing up because it's just because <laughs> I feel like there's so much stuff going on. Okay. Because, yeah. Um, Infinite Merge Zamasu. Okay. So that was that was the version of Zamasu that embedded himself throughout the entire universe, right? The entire timeline. He was the reason why Grand Zeno destroyed that timeline. So it would be, it would, it would make sense that he would be pretty high on this list. Um, would he be right under Beerus? Uh, I don't know. Eh, I guess so. I guess so. And then you've got Super Saiyan Blue Vegito, of course, makes sense. Merge Zamasu, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken. Okay, yeah. The rest of this list are pretty much... Uh, pretty much agree with but my only question is you've got Super Saiyan Rage Trunks in here and he's the one that technically defeated Fuse Zamasu so shouldn't he be a little bit higher here maybe it's not that he was necessarily stronger than Super Saiyan Blue Vegito but with that Spirit Bomb Sword or I guess we're just not or maybe we're just not counting that right we're not counting that because that version of him was strong enough to kill Zamasu uh, so it's definitely a, it's a tough and this is I don't really <laughs> I usually don't engage in a lot of these power ranking scaling conversations because there's just so much shit to consider right and everybody's opinions are different and it's just kind of hard to know for a fact who is stronger out of what but I, I, I want to read this because you took the time <laughs> you took the time to write it out and send it to me and I figured it would make for good conversation so uh, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast.gmail.com if you agree or disagree with anything there any consistencies any inconsistencies any sort of questioning there uh, but Jalen I definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to do that uh, okay we've got one more email here and then we're going to uh, we're going to move on to the episode talk okay uh, which one is it Ricky okay so uh, Ricky writes in uh, Ricky, always good to hear from you, man. It says here, the future of Dragon Ball Super. Hey, Tim, it's been a minute. I meant to ask you this question closer to the release of Dragon Ball Super Broly, but then I got busy. 
When Dragon Ball Super continues post Broly, do you think that there will be an episodic version of Broly made for the show? Or do you think since the movie actually had Super in the title, they will go for that and just move on? Personally, I love the Broly movie and would want the fight between Goku and Vegeta versus Broly to be touched upon. But I wouldn't mind a... Oh, wait. I, I wouldn't want the fight to be touched. I'm not sure I understand that. But I wouldn't mind a little backstory on the last days of Planet Vegeta. Let me know what you're saying. I'll catch you on the next podcast. Okay, Ricky, you actually just reminded me there that I forgot to answer a part of Jamie's email. <laughs> okay, sorry, because that, that question is kind of similar. So, Jamie, you asked uh, if I thought after Dragon Ball Super comes to an end, will they continue on with another show or would that be the end and you also asked sort of about my, a couple of my favorite moments of dragon ball super etc sorry <laughs> when i'm sitting here reading all this shit and i'm talking about something it's easy to kind of lose track and miss something so i'll talk about that and then ricky i'll come back around and answer your question okay so uh just some of my favorite moments of super and, and z okay and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of breaking this stuff down a little bit more than I would in a normal episode because this is episode 100, okay? <laughs> uh, so, without going into too much detail about my favorite moments of Z, um, because I, rec- I made an entire episode about that. Episode 0 basically talks about Dragon Ball Z from start to finish. <laughs> I literally start with the, f- the beginning and I go all the way to the end of the series. I talk about every saga every arc i talk about the things i loved about each one the things i didn't like about each one you should definitely listen to episode zero the quality has gotten better since then <laughs> you know audio wise and technically but uh you should go back and listen to that if you want to find that out um but i'll talk a little bit about my favorite moments of super just the ones i can remember right now i mean it's probably the same moments that you guys liked right anytime someone transformed you know it, not with the exception of some of the more recent Universe Six Saiyan transformations, okay, which we'll get and we'll get into that later too. But uh, Goku going blue, Vegeta going blue, even though we didn't get to really see it, you know, in the way we would have liked. Super Saiyan God transformation was a little bit weird, just because it took forever. It felt kind of cheap because he was just kind of getting power from other Saiyans, but it was still cool to look at. It was cool. It was cool to watch. Uh, did I say blue or God? I think I meant to say God. Uh, but it was, it was, it was, it's always nice to see what sort of transformation Goku is going to go through next. Right. So to see that in the way that it looked. And of course, if you watch the Battle of Gods movie, you got to see it there first before you even got to see it on Dragon Ball Super. So, yeah, any moment like that, any moment where someone gets pissed and unleashes a bunch of power on somebody, any moment that uses comedy very well it's kind of hard for me to pick out specific stuff right now because when you talk about this every week things kind of blur together at some points <laughs> but there's a ton of ep- of past episodes that kind of go into that kind of stuff um but yeah i mean i could talk about like some of my my favorite my favorite arc up until this point was the uh goku black stuff i mean a lot of that time travel shit was very convoluted and very confusing and I wish they wouldn't have done it but I love Future Trunks I love Zamasu I love the character development behind Zamasu I love his reasons for everything I love that they took 
sort of a philosophical standpoint on things in that arc, that arc. It's something you don't really get a lot in Dragon Ball Z. It's usually just kind of good versus evil, right? It's usually like this this villain is here to kill everybody because he's just evil or he was created to, to be evil, right? That pretty much explains Boo, Cell, <laughs> you know? The only one who's kind of different is Frieza. But he, he didn't really have much of a motivation either other than just wanting to rule the entire freaking galaxy. So I feel like Zamasu was one of the first villains to really have sort of a very unique perspective as to why he was doing what he was doing and not only that it was a part it was a perspective that you could agree with to an extent right i mean if you find yourself kind of partially agreeing with a villain i think that's a good villain i think that's a pretty good villain because you're saying oh wow i could kind of see it from his perspective he's right you know they are fucking up the timeline they are destroying themselves humans and mortals are destructive we are we are killing our each other for no reason like idiots you know and that's just not that's not just dragon ball super that's real life <laughs> so like you kind of have to be like if i was a god and you know i i was well beyond all of this stuff would i wipe everything out and start over maybe because things have gotten pretty bad you know so it's it's almost like the fact that they sort of approached it from that perspective is something I definitely respect and admire. And that was one of my favorite things of Dragon Ball Super. Uh, obviously, Future Trunks coming back, you know, was one of my favorite things. It's always nice to see that character. Uh, Gohan getting his balls back. <laughs> uh, always nice to see that. Krillin getting a little bit more attention and getting a bit of a power boost and getting an episode to himself. You know, one of my one of my favorite things. Um, there's been a severe lack of Yamcha in Dragon Ball Super. You know, he pops up every now and then, and he they kind of make fun of him now. But you know, um, I kind of wish that that was a little bit different. But I guess you can't have everything you want, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's a, there's definitely a lot. Um, now, do I think they will make another show after Dragon Ball Super is over? I feel like they have to. You know, I mean, I feel like I mean, they, they've already done it right. There's already Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which is on YouTube or, you know, you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> you know, it's a show that's based around the card game. And so they made like this mini series of like these five minute episodes or whatever with brand new animation, by the way. It's not canon, you know what I mean? But they've already kind of made another show. Uh I would love to see an actual full-out adaptation of Super Dragon Ball Heroes because the world and the stories that they have created for that video game seem to be really interesting. And even the way that it looks, it looks like high-definition Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't look like Super. Super is animated a little bit differently. It's drawn a little bit differently. But Super pretty much looks like GT. And Super Dragon Ball Heroes pretty much looks like GT, but if it were made today. Like, that's kind of how it's drawn and stuff and I really like that um, so I, yeah I wish I hope so I would love it I mean whether or not I'd be around to do a podcast on it I don't know <laughs> but as a Dragon Ball fan I always hope that they would continue it forever you know and it'd be a little weird I think to bring it back just for you know 160 or so episodes and then just give up on it forever I don't think that that is their intention necessarily 
I think that they're planning to come back with something at some point because, hell, man, Dragon Ball's big again. You know, I mean, it never really went away. But with Super coming back, and especially with them releasing Dragon Ball Super Broly, you know, just a brand new movie after Super has ended. Why reignite something if you're not planning to continue it, right? Why do that? Because that movie made a lot of money. So now they're probably thinking, hell, we got to keep making these movies. So I think we'll get more. I think we'll get more for sure. I mean, it'll be um, who knows what exactly it'll be, but but we'll get more. Maybe there'll be more movies that kind of take place, you know, smaller, more contained stories that can still technically fit between the end of Super and the end of Dragon Ball Z. Um, so I think that'd be great. I, I hope they don't end it. I don't think they will. I don't, I don't I don't think that'd be smart. I don't think I don't think it'd be smart to make new movies, but then just stop the show. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. Okay, back to Ricky's email because you were kind of talking about Dragon Ball Super Broly, and do I think they will, if they continue, or you say when? Okay, that's interesting. You say when Dragon Ball Super continues post Broly, do I think there will be an episode, episodic version of Broly made for the show? So Ricky, do you know something that we don't? Because I mean, I, as far as I know. There's no, they, they've kind of been a little bit vague about it, right? Dragon Ball Super ended, but they haven't said that it's over for good. So I think most of us is kind of assuming, most we're kind of assuming that it's going to come back in some form. So you're saying that if if or when that happens, do I think they'll bring Broly on the show? Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you know, because it's very weird now, right? Because I don't. Without having seen, without having seen the end of Dragon Ball Super, I don't because I don't know what happens to Kale, right? I don't know what happens to Kale. For all I know, she could freaking destroy herself before this thing is over with. But if she somehow is still around and still on the show, and then they decide to bring uh, Broly into the show, then we've kind of got two of those characters, which I guess I mean. They could make that work, I guess. Um, but at this point, I would much prefer Broly <laughs> than Kale. Okay, and we'll talk more about this later. But um, would I like to see that? Sure, why not? I mean, if he's going to be canon, then he needs to be around. I don't see why you would make that story canon if we never saw Broly again. Now, the question is, will they bring him on TV? Or will he just be a character that pops up in movies every now and then? I mean, he's not the most interesting character to try to talk, you know, to listen to. So I don't want to see a movie or a t an episode dedicated to just Broly. He's got to be surrounded by other characters. And I think that's why they introduced those friends of his in the movie. So that way we have some people who actually have like personality and stuff <laughs> around Broly to make it a little bit more interesting. So if we if they if we did have to bring him back, you'd also have to bring them back because they're also they're all together now. Right. So I definitely think. It would be cool to see him brought on the show. Yeah, but I don't in some ways it could be very interesting to see he and Kale interact with each other in those two in, in that, you know, in that in those raged out forms that they have. Uh, that could be cool. You know, would they team up? Would they fight each other? Would they just fight to the end of time? Would they just completely destroy each other and the entire freaking galaxy in the process fighting the two of them with that amount of power and rage that in itself could be interesting to see so 
for the potential of, of, of getting more backstory from Planet Vegeta and all that kind of stuff, like you said, it might be cool to bring him back in because then that kind of gives you a window and a reason to look back into the past again. And I think we all I think we'd all like to do that. I think we'd all like to see more Planet Vegeta, you know, and all that stuff. And because, I mean, the movie portrayed it in a very different way. It's a very interesting way, though. It made it feel like it was a real society. It made it feel like Star Wars or something. You know, like they could really expand that whole thing out if they wanted to. Uh, and bringing Broly back in could be a way to do that. All right, Ricky, thanks so much for the email, man. I appreciate that very much. And of course, we're going to swing back around for a second segment of what are you saying after the episode talk? Uh, just because, <clears throat> well, you know, it just makes more sense to break that in half. <laughs> OK, but with that being said, now we're going to switch over to the episode talk for the week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 100, is going to cover episode 100 of Dragon Ball Super, titled Rampage, A Crazed Warrior's Savagery Awakens. And the second I read that title, I pretty much just slapped myself on the forehead and cried myself to sleep because I already knew who they were talking about when they put that in the title <laughs> and we already talked about this I talked about my feelings about Kale and Cauliflower and the Super Saiyan transformations I went to a pretty good amount of detail on it I think it was episode 94 whatever episode that was when Cauliflower first turned Super Saiyan I broke it down my feelings on it why I don't like it what you know etc so if you missed that go back and listen to that i'll talk a little bit about that on this episode but i probably won't go into as much detail as i did then but anyway let's talk <laughs> let, let's talk about this all right so so of course we we have to remember here that um krillin just got his ass eliminated all right uh at the end of episode 99 it's not something that we were necessarily expecting i wasn't expecting but that was the whole point nor would I have wanted Krillin to be the first person from Universe 7 to get eliminated. Okay, I talked about that before. I know most of you guys probably haven't even had a chance to listen to episode 99 yet because I just put it up about two days ago. <laughs> okay, but once you do get a chance to listen to that, you'll, you'll get my deep sort of thoughts on that. But now we've got the rest of Universe 7 kind of realizing what, what happened and they're saying that it's okay. You know, we, we can do this with nine people. We have to do it with nine people. We just have to stay focused. And we get a little commentary, a little of opinions here from Android 17 and 18. You know, it's, it's kind of weird because, like, I, I feel like Krillin, Krillin is sitting all the way back in the, in the, the bleachers, okay? Like, and, and for some reason, they can hear each other perfectly. <laughs> and they just, I feel like they shouldn't be able to hear each other at that distance, but whatever. That's a silly nitpick. Uh, but yeah, 17 is like, hey, man, like, way to go and get eliminated, you know, like, not cool. And, 18 is like, I can't even call you my husband right now. <laughs> you wasted all that money on that home gym and you got knocked out. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> Poor Krillin, man. How did Krillin and 18 ever end up together with her being the opposite of him in every way? <laughs> I don't know. Guess opposites attract. Um, and then, of course, Champa has to put in his two cents because he's over there gloating and laughing. And, you know, because, you know, he just wants to show Beerus up. And he mentions that Saiyan Vegeta is about to be the next victim. So then we go back to Vegeta. Because remember last episode, Vegeta was taking on this weird Batamo Magetta 
uh, <laughs> combination with Batamo, uh, Batamo, right? That's the name, Batamo. Uh, Batamo sitting on Magetta's shoulders, uh, and then they just kind of, they kind of, he kind of flies off to a different part of the ring, and then they just, they just disappear all of a sudden, which is weird. I, I, I didn't get that. Uh, and all of a sudden, Kaba, Kaba shows up. And he's walking toward, and it's in a very funny, quick moment. These two guys come out of nowhere and try to attack Kaba, and he just knocks him completely out the ring, just, <laughs> just instantly. But Kaba's walking up like he's some kind of badass. And I tell you something, man. These damn Saiyans in Universe Six, they need to, they need to, they need to have a seat, okay? <laughs> have a seat. Have several seats, because I'm not liking the attitude that these guys. I mean, they're Saiyans, so they're supposed to be kind of proud and you know whatever and arrogant and stuff but it just doesn't really fit Kaba because he's really gentle and stuff so for him to be walking up like Vegeta and he's like unless you bow out now we'll have no choice but to fight it's like man do you know who you're talking to <laughs> how are you going to tell the guy that showed you how to turn into a super saiyan that he better bow out like you obviously learned nothing from Vegeta <laughs> you learned nothing <laughs> If you think that's going to scare him. Because he was beating the piss out of you the last time he saw you. <laughs> he made you turn Super Saiyan. Anyway, uh, Vegeta, Vegeta's just kind of like, you know, whatever. So we see Hit. And Hit is over there just kind of whooping this robot's ass, which I love. Because these little stupid robots that... <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I feel like these robots don't belong in this tournament. I mean, I, I get it. In their world, they're probably not robots right they're probably just these organ that's probably what they look like well at least in Magetta's species now these other ones are creations I think because I'm pretty sure this is the same universe that were actually they we saw them creating these robots and it was supposed to be all that but they're just getting whooped because <laughs> then we see the little Supreme Kai with the glasses talking about this this robot who is just you know just just gotten whooped and hit hit uses this time skip and just kind of plucks this thing out of the ring <laughs> so you know I, I feel like yeah I, I like that I like that so then we go over to Kale who is uh, I don't even want to use the word fighting here she's I don't know throwing punches at this at this weird lobster looking seafood creature and and then she kind of backs into this pig devil looking dude. I told you guys I'm about to just make up weird names for these characters, right? <laughs> so he picks her up by her hair and they're basically just going to pummel her for the next couple minutes. Okay. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand why anyone would have signed off on Kale being in this tournament. Okay. Okay. She's from Universe 6. Okay. That's Champa's Universe. Why would Champa have ever agreed to have this girl as a part of her, a part of his team? Unless he knows about her weird rage transformation, but I don't think he does because it only happened once and we didn't see anyone talking to Champa about that and telling him about it. And unless he saw it with his own eyes, which he didn't, I mean, it's safe to assume that she, she clearly can't just, she can't just go to this state whenever she feels like it, right? It has to be some weird, she doesn't, it has to be her getting her feelings hurt <laughs> or something or her feeling like she's not good enough 
and then she cries and that triggers the transformation so Champa shouldn't even know about that transformation so it would make zero sense that she would even be on the team right I mean or, or, or am I missing something because this girl doesn't want to fight <laughs> she can't fight she, she's a saying but she doesn't fight she's just getting beat up here and it's kind of you know I don't know I don't I don't really like the hurt hurt this character but I don't want to see her get beaten up because she's so <laughs> timid and quiet and shy and she just she's getting pummeled you know it takes me back to that moment in Dragon Ball Z where Videl was getting the shit beat out of her <laughs> but at least Videl was a fighter you know Videl <laughs> she was trying to fight this is just sad anyway I think we all know why this is happening, right? This is all supposed to just sort of contribute to her transforming later. These guys pretty much knock her damn near out the ring. Caulifla jumps up in the sky, catches her. And they're kind of having this moment, this, I guess, a tender moment where Kayla's just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I failed, Caulifla, yada, yada, yada. It's still not clear exactly why this girl, you know, is so... <laughs> Why she feels like she has to impress Kalafla so much. But I mean, we'll talk more about that, you know, in a little bit. And as well as after the episode, once we get to the emails. But these guys are kind of teasing them and saying, oh, she's crying. And I bet she's a good crier, too, talking to Kalafla. Now, it's I've talked about the character of Kale and how it's just not a good sort of portrayal of women. I think to just have this girl who just kind of cries all the time and she's super emotional and she's and when she cries, she she turns into a super rage bitch. But they kind of balance it out with Kalafla because Kalafla is the opposite. So Kalafla is a strong example of, of women, you know, because she doesn't take any shit and she's defending her friend and she said there's going to be some crying all right but it won't be for me and once again i'm not crazy about these new sayings i talked about this but i tell you this i love cauliflower's voice like the voice actors that they have for her it's pretty perfect i mean i think that's exactly what she would sound like you know so she powers up a super saiyan she rushes over she kind of just starts beating the shit out of these guys um which I wish I felt, but it was kind of like, because once again, we don't know these characters. I'm not invested in Kalafla. I'm not invested in her relationship with Kale. Maybe it would mean more to see her sort of react that way if we knew more about those characters, if we spent more time with them. But we're just told that these are Saiyans and they're women, so I guess we're supposed to be excited about that. No, give us a good story, first and foremost. Now, she basically gets this guy all the way to the ring, the, to the edge of the ring. Well, no, sorry. she He gets her to the edge of the ring. She powers up and then she just basically does like a belly to belly overhead suplex. <laughs> Slams this dude down, breaks off that entire section of the ring and he just falls and he's out. And that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely, definitely cool. So then she rushes back over to Kale. Okay. And they're having this moment. Where, you know, um, where Kale, of course, is doubting herself and Colorful is trying to reassure her that, you know, just believe in yourself, you know, just, you know, whatever, go, go all to rage mode. But this girl just doesn't. She's not interested in this. <laughs> so they decide to pick on Goku. Colorful's like, hey, what do, you, what do you say we take care of that guy? Meanwhile, Goku is over there in the circle 
with this Yardrat dude, which he's not actually from Yardrat, right? I don't remember what Goku said uh, when he first showed up, but that dude's not from Yardrat because Yardrat would have been in Universe 7, and this dude is from a different universe, right? Now, so that means he's from some other universe version of Yardrat, right? Because, like I said, if he was from Yardrat, he'd be on Universe 7's team because Yardrat is Universe 7 planet. So he's obviously from another, it's just something close to that. But the idea is that he's supposed to be from Yardrat, right? Because he's he's got the Yardrat outfit on and he's doing multiple, in, he's just instant transmissioning all over the place. <laughs> so, and he's talking all this shit and then... Uh, Caulifla just kind of flies up and just knocks that dude out out of the ring. I don't know if it was out of the ring, but he definitely flew off into the distance. Okay. And now this is where we get a conversation here where Caulifla is talking to Goku. She's saying that, hey, I saw you do a different sort of Super Saiyan transformation earlier, and I want to know how to do it. And, and um, Goku's like, it was Super Saiyan Blue. And she's like, yeah, just just show us how to do it. And then we'll go ahead and whoop you and whoop everyone else. Because that makes sense. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to teach you how to go Super Saiyan Blue so you can beat me and then beat everybody else. Okay, yeah. There's obviously these, these Universe 6 Saiyans have no logic, do they? <laughs> it makes no sense. And Goku's like, I'm not sure either of you rookies are ready to handle that kind of power. And when he said that, I was like, thank you. Thank you. Because that's what—that's how we feel. <laughs> that's how we feel as fans of the show. Like, who are these? Who are these new people to show up and be like, "Oh, I want to go Super Saiyan Blue"? Uh, no, okay, that took a lot of years and years of hard work. But apparently, that doesn't matter much now when it comes to this kind of stuff. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, so Kalafla is talking about Kale. She's trying to get her to transform. Okay. But Kale's not to the point to where she can just transform at will. And then she mentions this whole back tingle thing, and uh, uh, which I never want to hear that again. And then she starts grunting and trying to squeeze out. And someone, please take that clip and put fart sounds under it, please. I might have to do it myself because that's what she looks like she's trying to do. Take a fart or a poop, one of the two or both. <laughs> but I don't know once again I'm not a fan of this back tingling shit okay so she's trying to do it and I mean obviously what they're doing here is that they're trying to create a scenario to where we've got universe 7 saying universe 6 saying showing off abilities learning transformations learning similarities and differences which could have been cool but it just feels super rushed and really awkward here because there's no reason that you would do all of this stuff logically, right? It's like the writers are just trying to force this out and they didn't do a good job of kind of making it feel like it was organic, in my opinion, because Carla was like, oh, whatever, I'll show you a real transformation. So then she powers up and oh my goodness, <laughs> Not only does she power up, she goes to like ultimate, like ultra super saiyan form. Okay. The big 
muscly buff sand form. Not not rage broly buff, but you know, big muscles. The one that Trunks went to against Sale. Remember when Trunks was holding back all that power, but he was afraid to show it because he didn't want Vegeta to he knew it would hurt Vegeta's pride to see that he became stronger than Vegeta, but in reality, Vegeta already knew <laughs> that like that, that form wasn't a good form, and Trunks kind of had to learn the hard way, so he unleashed all that power, he bulked up, and he was strong as fuck, but he was too slow. So basically, that's what she does here. Now, the problem with this is that Cauliflower's only been Super Saiyan for like an hour at this point. Like, literally, it hasn't been that long. So somehow in between then and now, she learned how to go up to ultimate Super Saiyan form. <sighs> it's really frustrating, guys. It's pretty frustrating. But I, whatever. Goku is quickly... is, And we'll talk more about this after the episode, but uh, Goku already knows what's going on. He's seen this before. He knows about the form. He learned, too. There was a scene back in Dragon Ball Z where Goku figured it out he said he, he i remember it and it was so cool because it, it showed how smart and wise goku is in terms of fighting and uh managing your power and distributing it because he powered up he bulked up and they were like whoa goku like you could wow there's no way you can't beat cell now and he's like mm, no this uh, this form just doesn't work like he knew immediately that it was a bad idea to do that so he's seen it he's done it himself um, so of course she rushes him. She, she's, she misses him. You know, she can't, she's too slow to do anything. So he just tells her pretty quickly. That's not the best form. You're too bulky. You know, you're going to be very slow and that's just not the best form to be in. So then he does something, which is also, you know, which is pretty cool because he's Goku. It's okay. Goku can transform as much as he wants because he's earned every level of these super saiyan transformations. Okay. <laughs> So what he does, he says, at this point in your training, you should be aiming for this. And then he goes to Super Saiyan level two. And he mentions that that's what it is in a very sort of exciting way. I mean, once again, it doesn't really make any sense that he would be doing this in the middle of a tournament, right? Especially a tournament where the entire universe is at stake. Why would you do, why would you stop and take time to sort of show off this stuff. But once again, they're just trying to show the dynamics because if you if you have Saiyans Universe 6 and you have Saiyans Universe 7, they obviously have to interact with each other in some sort of unique way because they're both Saiyans, right? We have to draw attention to the fact that they're both Saiyans and we have to have them have a unique interaction. But they just didn't do it right. It just doesn't, it feels forced here because right now you should just be concerned with fighting and surviving not teaching people stuff right so because of that it feels awkward okay so then um you know yeah goku says that and then cauliflower says something that just uh, just really just made me want to rip every piece of cotton out of my couch i wanted to rip my pillows up i wanted to bite into the pillow and rip all of the stuffing out of it <laughs> okay <laughs> So there's some stuff ha that happens later that makes me want to bite into my flesh. But she says, oh, that's the one I got to for a second, but I haven't been able to repeat it since. Are you kidding me? 
I don't remember her initial transformation, but was there a moment where she powered up to Super Saiyan 2 briefly? I guess it was. I, pr I may have even talked about it because of that. Remember, we kind of use that electric, those little bits of electricity in the aura as sort of a Super Saiyan 2, you know, we kind of associate that with with those with each other. And now that I think of it, that may have happened. But come on. Come on. How ridiculously strong or good at adapting to shit is this girl? For her to have gone Super Saiyan 2 already. She's been Super Saiyan level 1 for an hour. And she's already gone <laughs> to Ultra Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan level 2? Come on. Let's not forget what Gohan had to go through to achieve that. Right? <sighs> but she's like, yeah, I haven't been able to repeat it since. It's been driving me crazy, but I did it once. And Goku's like, really? You did? No, man. You're, you, should, you should be in way more disbelief than that. <sighs> but but I, I do like here, what I do like is that, you know, Beerus kind of steps in for the audience and he's like, why are you wasting time talking to this person about this stuff? This is a fight. <laughs> this is a tournament. Flattener already. Um, but Goku, but you know, Goku is also the kind of person who loves to show off his power and his transformations. So it kind of does make sense that he would sit here and do this because he's definitely the person that would be like, and this is taking it even further, right? Because that's what he does because he likes to reveal <laughs> his power to people. Uh, but oh my God. So this is the part where I wanted to rip my flesh out. Okay. And I might do it right now on the podcast. So if you hear me, you know, kind of squirming and, and, and yelling and, and screaming in anguish, it's because I literally took a bite out of my wrist. Okay. <laughs> but Cauliflower says, okay, so if I use your form as a guide, she just powers up the Super Saiyan 2 like it isn't not like it's nothing just because she looked at Goku while he was doing it. <clears throat> Guys, you know, I'm a, we're gonna we're just gonna have a moment of silence for uh, this moment in Dragon Ball Super. Okay, I'll be back in about five seconds. Okay, Mo moment of silence for what the hell just happened. I mean, what the fuck, y'all? Come on, really, really? We're gonna have this character just go level two like like is like 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 that? Oh, that looks cool. <laughs> Done. Done. We'll, we'll talk more about this, but needless to say, it's stupid, <laughs> okay? I don't like it. I hate it. I'm sorry. If there's anyone out there who actually likes this, no offense. No offense. I hope you're not pissed at me. But if you are pissed at me, send me an email. You guys, we don't always have to agree. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't. You can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Tell me why you're okay with this, and I'll read it on, on, on the podcast, and we can, we can talk about it. You know, we could talk about it as as fans and friends. <laughs> there doesn't have to be any sort of arguing going on. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been talking for a very long time, but um, yeah, I don't I don't like this. Okay, so uh, then Goku mentions. I was like, oh, don't don't do it, Goku. Don't mention Super Saiyan three tour. My God, don't don't say anything about that because the last thing I need is Cauliflower going to Super Saiyan three right now. <laughs> that's the last thing we need to see 
because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, before before you know it, you'll be going to level three. And she's like, there's a level three. And I'm thinking to myself, please don't do it. Don't. And thank goodness they didn't do it. Because the last thing I need to see right now is a Super Saiyan 3 cauliflower. Now, would I like to see that aesthetically from a design perspective? Sure. Because I think she looked very cool. Super Saiyan 3. Just because she, because of her, she's got that eye shape, you know, and just her design is pretty cool. So like seeing her hair <clears throat> go Super Saiyan 3 might have been kind of interesting, but I'm just no, but I no, <laughs> I'll just I'll just have to fantasize about what that would have looked like because I didn't want to see that happen. So then we get this moment where, of course, they have to kind of spar. Right. And they're both Super Saiyan 2 now. Ugh, man, cauliflower. Why? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they just go ahead for a couple seconds and then that's pretty much it. It's almost like, you know, she's testing out her new powers and Goku's just kind of humoring her at this point, you know, cause he, he also gets pleasure out of this, right? He gets enjoyment out of have, letting someone test their abilities against him because he's just Goku and he likes that. He loves to see how strong people can get and, you know, he wants to see that. So in that way... And that for that reason, I guess it does make sense that he would stand there and talk her up and be like, let me show you how to go Super Saiyan Blue. <laughs> oh, it shouldn't be that easy, man. It shouldn't. So they get a moment. They, they get a moment, you know, and while I hate all of this, whatever, you know. So Kale walks up and she's saying, hey, I'll transform now, you know, if you if you need help or whatever. So Kyle just kind of rushes Goku and now she's Kale is feeling kind of left out she's feeling like she's not contributing she feels like she's not really helping Cauliflower so she's like don't worry I'll back you up and she just sends this little key blast over and and, and this moment is so weird Goku's like I hate to ask but if this is our fight can you stay out of it and that hurts Kale's feelings which makes her feel like she's you know like interfering which I don't know the, just the way they went about transitioning into this is just not good it's like they needed to get cauliflower to they, I'm sorry they need to get Kale to a point where she felt useless hurt and that she wasn't contributing and that she wasn't helping Kale, Cauliflower, <laughs> but they, they did it by just saying, by saying, by, by Goku making her feel like she was interfering, which makes zero sense because this is a battle royale. <laughs> okay. This is a Royal rumble. There's no such thing as a one-on-one -on -one fight in this thing. It makes perfect sense that she would try to jump in the fight, but, in, but it, from a writing perspective to try to get her to that point they needed her to be at to transform they decided to make this moment out of it where Goku's like could you stay out of it Goku would never even do something like that normally he would like to fight five people at once why wouldn't he he's Goku so it's just it's just not their best moment writing wise because they just needed to get Kale in a position where she could you know become emotional and start crying and shit <laughs> and then we get this overdramatic little sequence with her tearing up over nothing 
and she falls to her knees and she says, now you're making it sound like, you know, or whatever, like I'm not good enough. Like I always let her down and we know what's coming at this point. We know what's coming because apparently this is what triggers it. Um, and she does make sort of a comment, you know, um, that kind of lands to, you know, maybe there's a deeper sort of relationship or maybe feelings or something like that for, for college, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, but yeah, so then she starts to power up and here we go. You know, we've got super kale, rage kale, bro. I don't know, uh, whatever they're calling it. Legendary saying K. I don't know. <laughs> so she powers the hell up, which we knew this was coming. And of course, now she's just going to rage out. And of course, we have to show the other characters sort of reacting to it. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, Kale basically starts to freak out because, well, in this form, you can't really control a lot. Like, she kind of rushes both of them. And Cauliflower down there flies out the ring. But Hit uses his time skip ability to uh, stop her from flying out. Okay? Which, I don't know. I would have been perfectly fine with Cauliflower getting her ass knocked out of the ring. <laughs> but it does show good teamwork by, you know, by, by way of Universe 6 for, for doing that. So we get Vegeta's commentary. We get a little bit, you know, and then and then um, <clears throat> Goku kind of walks up and he says, I'm glad you're showing me what you're finally made of. Vegeta's saying, don't, you know, be careful. Don't get sloppy. And then he says something that Vegeta says that could be the legendary Super Saiyan form that our ancestors talked about. Okay, that's a very big line in this episode and for the the series, right? For him to say that, because we know that there was talk of a legendary Super Saiyan all the way back in early episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Okay, and when Goku became the Super Saiyan, they kind of made it sound like that's what he was doing. He was becoming the legendary Super Saiyan. But then Vegeta became a Super Saiyan. <laughs> so then they said, oh, wait a second. Goku can't be the legendary one because now, now there's more than one. So then they created Broly. And Broly was supposed to be the legendary Super Saiyan. But then Broly wasn't canon. So there was still sort of this lingering idea of a legendary Super Saiyan as a part of the canon show that was just left hanging. And that they never really answered. I guess this is their attempt at doing that. They're trying to close a loophole that they started 20 years ago with this by saying maybe Kale is a legendary Super Saiyan. Now I thought that they were doing that with the Broly movie, right? Why? Why else would you make that canon? But now they're saying, okay, I, I guess maybe Kale is, and maybe it's possible to have more than one. Apparently, it is. So this is a legendary Super Saiyan form, you know, according to Vegeta, or or at least it could be. I, I just wish we didn't have to get it like this. You know, it made way more sense with Broly. It makes zero sense with Kale. Anyway, <laughs> Kale saying all this stuff, calling Goku the destroyer of lives and Goku the undeserving and all this stuff. It's like you don't even know Goku that well. <laughs> so it makes zero sense that you would say any of this sh when did you even learn Goku's name for that matter? You know, I don't, I don't remember. Like, when did he say it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but needless to say, she goes crazy. She freaks out. 
you know, she's kind of just slamming Goku all over the place. Uh, he's trying to fight back. People are trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, she even calls him a parasite. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Why would you even call him that? But anyway, so yeah, he, Goku gets pushed up against the ropes. So he goes all the way up to Super Saiyan Blue. Okay, because he's thinking, all right, you know, enough of this. You're getting out of control now. Let me power up. Uh, let me hopefully put a put a stop to this thing. So he, he charges up a Kamehameha, a really big one. Okay, and this is a Super Saiyan Blue Kamehameha. Uh, surely this will be enough to stop Kale, right? What's that? No, she just walks through it like it's nothing. Grabs him by the face. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Like I don't 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 get me wrong. I know this legendary Super Saiyan form is wild. It has some raw power. And if we go by the explanation that Dragon Ball Super Broly gave us is that she's technically the great ape right now, but in a humanized sort of form. You know? Like she has the powers of the great ape, the Azaru. And that would make you pretty damn strong. But I don't, not for Kale. She just did it. It it would make way more sense for someone like Broly, who's been training his entire life, struggling, fighting, you know, on an abandoned, on a planet, training with this big monster to get stronger. That when he finally made it to that point, sure, he might be stronger than Super Saiyan Blue. Why not? With her, who just did it for the first time, like an hour ago today, it makes zero sense that she'd be this damn strong. To walk, to just walk through that move like it's nothing. <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. I feel like I'm bitching a lot, but I, I, I have a feeling that most of you guys probably agree with me on this. Uh, but we get a moment with Gohan's like, well, we gotta jump in, we gotta help, and Piccolo's like, no, not yet. Uh, something's not right. She doesn't know how to control her power. All the more reason for y'all to jump in, Piccolo. <laughs> I mean, you know. So we kind of see everyone kind of running and scattering because she freaks out and she just unleashed all of these blasts all over the place at the same time, like crazy, um, just kind of just kind of destroying everything. So we get a pretty brave pride trooper who kind of comes out of nowhere with his green lantern power ring. <laughs> You know, and I, I, I'm sorry I didn't think of this sooner, but the prime, the, the pride troopers seem like the Green Lantern Corps, right? Like they have the full, the full body suits, and the way that guy used his powers just now was a very reminiscent of like Green Lantern. So I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but I think it's funny because he's talking all this shit about, well, I'm gonna stop you, and then he just gets eliminated, but we don't even see it. <laughs> they just cut to Grand Zeno pushing the little icon on the. The, the iPad <laughs> to say he's eliminated. I thought that was funny. So then we see the rest of the Pride Troopers and man, they look pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. This shot of them just kind of standing on these little rocks. Oh man, look awesome. So then Jiren jumps down and we're like, uh oh, Jiren's about to get involved. You know, shit's getting real. Hit makes a very great comment and says, this isn't good. And cause they're, cause Caulifla's thinking, well, no, why not? I mean, look at all the power she's exuding. We're going to win this thing. But but Hit is like, if she kills somebody, she's disqualified, right? So she kind of yells over to her to bring it down a notch. Meanwhile, 
Um, we've got Jiren about to get involved in this thing. Uh, so he just kind of flies over, hits her with this blast, knocks her completely up into the sky, does this thing where he sort of like this, he, de he detonates it from a distance. And he just turns around, he says, it's over, and she blows up, and that was so fucking cool. <laughs> that was so cool <laughs> to see that. Because not only is it cool because, well, yeah, finally somebody's shutting Kale up. But secondly, to see Jiren use his abilities like that, it's pretty sweet. Gives you an idea of his, his level of power. No one else could stop <laughs> Kale, and he just did it like it was nothing. Okay, uh, so she flies back down. I don't know why someone didn't take that opportunity to knock her ass out of the ring, but okay, fine. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Hit and Jiren squaring off, which I thought would have been a cool thing. But then Goku kind of peeks his head out and then Hit uses an opportunity for them all to escape. And I'm pretty sure they flew. I'm pretty sure they flew away. Go back and watch that moment again. <laughs> okay? When Hit says we can use this opportunity to get away, they fly. That was flight. That was not jumping. Okay? Hit's knees do not bend at all. Like, they hovered into the sky and they flew away. <laughs> okay? No one is supposed to be able to fly here. Remember? I don't know if the writers just forgot there or what. Because I'm pretty sure that was flight. You could argue and say they jumped, but no, jumping doesn't look like that. You know, when people jump on this show, you see them bend their knees, they jump straight up in the sky, it's animated a certain way. But they just kind of fly up and they hover up into the air and like leave. Especially hit. Because he just, it looks like flight. Anyway, uh, we've got Goku and Jiren squaring off now, okay? Now, I don't think for one second that they're, that they're about to fight. <laughs> because I heard a little bit about Goku and Jiren. I know that's a pretty big fight. There's no way they're going to start this fight this early when we still got 60 episodes left of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> okay? So I don't expect this to actually turn into anything. But it's kind of cool to see them square off and kind of look at each other. I think this kind of foreshadowing that that's probably going to be the biggest fight of the entire tournament. Okay? So that is where the episode ends. So what'd you think about that, guys? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Man, we're closing in on a solid hour and a half or so of the podcast, and I'm okay with it because this is episode 100. There's not going to be a ton of episodes this long where I talk this much. <laughs> so I hope you guys are still with me. I hope you're enjoying it. And at this point, we're going to switch back over to what are you saying, and we're going to get back to these last few emails, and then we'll kind of close it out. All right. Once again, have any questions, comments, concerns, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, the first email here I have is from Andrew. This one's short and sweet. It says, episode 100. Congratulations, Tim. You made it to the 100th episode of the podcast. Can't wait to hear your surprise. How about that, Kale? Thanks. Keep up the good work, and I'm hoping for 100 plus more podcasts. <laughs> your buddy. Ooh, Andrew, I'll tell you one thing. If there's a hundred more episodes of this thing, that means a lot of shit has changed. For one, that means Dragon Ball Super has come back, right? Like there's the, like they continue from where they left off at. And it also means that this thing has grown a good bit. 
and that you guys have um, that I'm somehow sustaining myself financially to some extent doing this thing for another hundred episodes, which would be great. It'd be great. I mean, who wouldn't want to like make money talking about something that they love, right? <laughs> Shit. Uh, but thank you so much for saying that, man. And you said, how about that kale? Well, I think you, I've already kind of touched on that a lot. So you think you kind of know my opinions on it, but don't worry. We'll talk more about it in a minute. Uh, Steven writes in. Steven's been listening for a very long time, too. Steven has already shared my music video several times, man. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Says, hey, Tim, hope all is well. It's been way too long since I've written in. So Kale just referred to Cauliflower as her one and only. Is she Dragon Ball's first LGBT character? If so, that's so freaking awesome. Best, Steve. I did notice that. I noticed that, Steven. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I thought about it like that, though. I don't. I mean, I think because I guess in this world you kind of never know what people's intentions are. I mean, it does kind of. She definitely has some sort of affinity, <laughs> some sort of affection for Cauliflower that is more than just a standard friendship because she's so afraid to disappoint her. She's so sad at the thought of her being disappointed, you know, sad, you know, being hurt and stuff. So I can't, I mean, and she does make that one and only comment. And a lot of times with animated shows, because it's very, especially ones that air on like network television and stuff like that, you know, unfortunately they have to be very careful about how they portray these characters because they're thinking about kids and stuff and look trust me i i don't necessarily agree with it i think it's should be totally a thousand percent normal to have same sex couples in all entertainment okay because it is normal so why wouldn't you show it but not unfortunately the rest of the world doesn't feel that way and this is something i talked about on the legend of Korra. I don't know, you know, on, on uh, sorry, Republic City Report <laughs> was the name of the podcast, but I talked about Legend of Korra. There was, at the, on the very last episode of, of the Legend of Korra, they revealed that Korra and her best friend Asami were, they had feelings for each other. Okay, these were two two women, okay, that had feelings for one another, but they had to be so careful about the way they, they did it. They couldn't show them kiss or anything like that. So they did these other more subtle things that kind of gave off that impression. Now that very well could be what they're doing here by just having her say my one and only that could mean that she's secretly in love romantically with cauliflower, which would be totally fine. Um, as far as her being the first, um, well, I mean, I would, if, if that is the intention, then I would think so because I don't remember any other instances like that where it was kind of you know any characters sort of alluded to the fact that they were attracted to someone of the same sex so this may be the first time that i have kind of thought about it and kind of noticed it and if it is of course that's great i mean anything that sort of progresses society is good for me <laughs> right so yeah that, that that would be cool i don't know if they'll you know turn it into anything else if they'll um if they'll sort of explore that more. I mean, I hope they do because I think it would help. I think it would help us be a little bit more okay with these transformations and all this stuff we're seeing from Cauliflower and Kale if we knew their backstories. And then maybe we could say, oh, well now it makes sense why this and this and this, but we haven't gotten any of that. We're just getting a bunch of like 
last minute transformations that have all happened in like the last hour. <laughs> so, but yeah, that would, uh, that would definitely be cool. I, I hope, I hope you're right about that. Okay. And the last email here is from Evan. <laughs> Evan, I kind of saved your, your email for last because we're going to, we're going to kind of get back into this kale stuff, uh, a little bit here as a part of your email. So Evan writes, hi, Tim, congratulations on reaching a hundred episodes. This episode represents a monumental commitment to your passion for Dragon Ball, and I'm grateful that you've stuck with the podcast all this time. Evan, thank you so much for saying that, man. That means a lot, man. It means a lot. I, I love when my longtime listeners say stuff like that. <laughs> so thanks, man. Okay. After watching episode 100, I felt the need to share my thoughts on Universe 6's Saiyans. To put it bluntly, I absolutely hate them. I hate their scrawny forms their undeserved power boosts, and pretty much everything about their demeanors. In a world with as many unbelievable elements as Dragon Ball, I feel I find Caulifla's instant upgrades to Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 to be the most baffling. I detest Kale, who somehow shrugged off a full power Super Saiyan Blue Kamehameha without even defending herself, and also was embarrassed to be asked to not interfere in a one-on-one -on -one fight in a battle royale, <laughs> all caps. I am continually dumbfounded by Goku and Vegeta's ability to mess around with these lesser power Saiyans when all of existence is on the line. I just want Vegeta to big bang their stupid faces out of the ring. With that being said, the Tournament of Power has been an excellent showcase for top-notch action scenes and rich character moments from many of the Z fighters. Jiren and Hit are both exciting antagonists for our heroes. The Zenos continue to provide hilarious moments. Dragon Ball Super has really hit its stride. Now someone please just knock these super poser Super Saiyans out of contention so I never have to hear from them again. One final question. Do the Grand Minister and some of the Angel Attendants seem downright sinister to you? Thanks, Evan. Evan, thanks for writing that, man. I always, I, I love your emails and I love how honest you are in them. It's just, I don't know, it's just something about it. It's just, I appreciate it because <laughs> that's how I try to be on the podcast. You know, like I, I've always, I've never had any sort of reservations about saying what I don't like about this show. You know, this isn't that kind of podcast. I'll tell you the truth. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I love Dragon Ball and I love Dragon Ball Super, but there's a lot of shit I hate about it and i'm with you 110 percent on this okay I, I i agree this stuff with these universe six saiyans has just gotten out of control okay i was willing to kind of let kaba slide a little bit a little bit i wasn't i wasn't thrilled with the idea that he could be taught how to become super saiyan in 10 minutes or whatever the way he was but <clears throat> At the same time, I had to be okay. I was a little bit more okay with it because Vegeta showed him how to do it. And Vegeta didn't just talk to him about it. He didn't just say, oh, hey, uh, concentrate power around the middle of your back. Uh, yeah, just think about this. It didn't happen that way. He literally broke Kaba down. Okay. He, <laughs> he said horrible things to him and then he beat the shit out of him. Okay. So that makes it a little bit more okay. I'm willing to let that slide. But this stuff with Kale and Kanafla, no. <laughs> no. There's absolutely no way that character should be to power up that quickly. 
because we got to remember, it's only been about three hours since the end of the Zeno Expo or something like that, right? Like there wasn't, no, sorry. I, I, that, I mean, I may be wrong about that. Not the end of the Zeno Expo, but just since everyone came together to find, to hear about the Tournament of Power, they, they only had a few hours, right? So they had to go and do all this stuff in a very short amount of time. So somewhere between that time and now, we've had uh, you know, Cauliflug not only become a Super Saiyan, but then go to Ultra Super Saiyan and then go to Super Saiyan level two. And that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous after we've seen, we saw what these other Saiyans had to go through to get to that point. You know, and, and it's just, and she just looks at Goku and she's like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. Bam, done. Come on. Come on. No, absolutely not. And this, and this stuff with Kale makes no sense at all. I don't even understand why she's even in the tournament. Why would anyone even want that character there? <laughs> like who thinks she's going to be a good fighter? Because not everybody on that team had to have known about her, you know, legendary Super Saiyan form. Right. So it wouldn't have made any sense that they would have even brought her along. And then they forced this whole thing because it's just it's just I don't know. She just gets emotional and she transforms and all of a sudden she's super powerful. It doesn't work that way. Yes. Emotional reactions have always been tied into these transformations. That is true. But it's usually anger. OK. And it usually comes from a place of feeling like, you know, there, you know, there's a need. You have to create that need. I think Goku actually said that, you know, like, so for her, her need is to not disappoint Kale. I just don't, I don't feel like that's good enough. I don't feel like that's good enough, right? When Gohan went level two and level one for that matter, he also had a need. He also didn't want to disappoint people. So it's similar in that way. But for Gohan, it was like, I, I've seen my friends and family get hurt so many times because I was too scared to do anything about it. And you would see flashbacks of him as a kid where he froze up, where he was supposed to, where he could have done something, but he froze. That's different. You know, that's way, that's way different. And not to mention, he was trained <laughs> by Goku and Piccolo. You know what I mean? So, and then when he went level two, he literally had to watch his friends get the shit beat out of them by Cell Juniors right in front of his face. And then he watched Android 16's head get crushed. Meanwhile, all Cauliflower has to Kale has to do is just cry because, oh no, the girl that I have a crush on is disappointed in me. Oh, no, it's dumb. It's dumb. So Evan, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I don't I don't understand it at all. And 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 yeah, having her just completely take on a full power Super Saiyan Blue Kamehameha and like it was nothing. Come on. No. They, and they've been some unbelievable power boosts in Dragon Ball. But these probably have to be the most ridiculous ones yet. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> okay? That's saying a lot because we've literally seen characters go into a room and train for like a day and come out twice as strong. <laughs> okay. Like this, the hyperbolic time chamber is such a freaking like MacGuffin like thing that probably shouldn't exist. If you're being, if we're being honest, 
sensu beans probably shouldn't exist. That's just not something that you would typically create in your world because it's like a get out of jail free card. It's like an excuse to give your po- your, your characters power all of a sudden. But they even managed to make those make sense. But this shit with these guys, it just makes no sense to me at all. Okay, uh, what else did you say here? Let's see. Yeah, and the fact that they're kind of messing around with these Universe 6 Saiyans instead of just kind of fighting is kind of silly, too. It's like, yeah, you know, this this is still a tournament, guys. We can all, we can all still get eliminated here. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. Um, I mean, with the exception of this stuff with Universe 6 Saiyans, you know, it's I'm still enjoying the shit out of this. I mean, you know, Tournament of Power has been nothing but awesome so far, pretty much for the most part. Um, and as soon as we take focus off them and get back to everyone else, we'll, we'll be good to go. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it overall. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad you are, too. And you say one final question. Do the Grand Minister and some of the angel attendants seem downright sinister to you? You know what? I think I do get that vibe. I think I do get that vibe more so from the Grand Minister more than anyone else, though. You know, because I don't we don't spend a lot of a time, a lot of time with the, the, the angel attendants. I mean, obviously, we have Whis and Vados and maybe one or two others that we kind of see every now and then. Like we got to see the one from Universe nine. They reminding us, they reminded us that he as an angel did not get eliminated with everyone else. And that whole thing in itself is kind of is kind of suspect, too. Right. Like the gods get eliminated, but not the angels, because they're saying that the angels are part of a higher thing. Well, it doesn't get any higher than gods, right? <laughs> so it's kind of weird that the destroyer guys get taken out and, and the Kais, but not the angels. So there, there's definitely something kind of suspect about that. I do get a little bit of a weird vibe from the Grand Minister every now and then. But maybe that's just because he's, you know, he's kind of at the top of all this. He is the angel. He is the angel attendant to Grand Zeno the most powerful omnipotent being in existence as far as we know it wouldn't be in the dragon ball world they always have to top it right and it's like wait no this is actually an ultra grand zeno <laughs> grand zeno was actually the son of the ultra super grand zeno and there's like a grown-up version of zeno who's really the strongest one like oh gosh but yeah so there's definitely a little bit of a uh definitely a little bit of a sinisterness coming from there i don't do i think it's going to turn into anything probably not but it's definitely there's definitely a little bit of a vibe there so yeah i agree with you so evan thanks so much for writing that email man i i appreciate that so much i just want to remind you guys Please, please, please go watch the music video and, and download the song. Purchase the song. It's only 99 cents. I mean, you know, that's that's what, you know, that's just that's a buck. It's a buck. It's a buck. It's a buck that'll go a very long way in helping out me and the podcast. Well, as I didn't do it alone, by the way, guys, and I'm sorry I didn't mention this earlier, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it alone. I had uh, collaborated with a friend of mine. His name is Nick Capone. Uh, he's a friend that I've known for many, many years, 15, 20 years now. Well, not 20, probably more like 15 uh, but Nick and I used to be in a band together. Okay. We used to be in a band together years ago. I sang in the band. He played guitar in the band, but we remained friends all this time. And he has a project called American Avenue that where he does these rocket, these rock covers of songs. 
So if you look up American Avenue on YouTube, you'll find his YouTube channel with stuff that he's done. So when I got this idea, I decided to reach out to him and we came together and we created it. Now, there's lots more I can talk about regarding that song, the making of it, the ideas behind it, as well as the making of the video, the ideas behind the video too. And I want to talk about it <laughs> because when I spend 80 hours working on something, I would love to explain how I did it and why I did it. But I just couldn't do it on this episode because I've already been talking for almost two hours and shit, man. <laughs> I can't go into that. But I am considering doing an, an additional podcast episode where I talk about all that stuff if you guys want to hear it. OK, and or I'll go on Facebook Live and just do sort of a Q&A or maybe I'll do both. I don't know. But I, I do want to give it a little bit of time. Uh, to see how the video is going to do. It's only been up for about a day and a half. I'm not expecting a shit ton of views already. Okay, it's going to take it's going to take time. It's going to it's, you know, having a successful YouTube video is not easy. Not easy. I've been still I've been trying to figure it out for many years. I feel like this could be the one, but I need you guys help. You got to share it. You got to like it. You got to comment. You, you, you gotta help me out here. I need you. I need you. <laughs> I made it a hundred episodes without asking for anything other than a like on the page, you know? Uh, but now I need you guys to really kind of come through for me and help me really get this thing out there and show it to people. Also, please don't forget, let me know about the Patreon thing. If you guys would be, if there, if there are some, if there are a couple of people that will be down to pay five bucks a month to get extra content from the podcast you know me talking about dragon ball movies just all kinds of bonus shit that i need to know because if there's a few of you guys that may be enough for me to go ahead and just make that okay so please let me know also don't forget to follow me on instagram now there's an instagram uh page account for the podcast i'll be posting all kinds of photos there there's already a few up there now it'll be stuff that'll be specifically for instagram don't worry, all the main stuff will still be on the Facebook page. But if you just want to get some photos of some things, some cool things every now and then, including some behind the scenes stuff of the making the music video, uh, you can go and follow me on Instagram at Rock the Dragon Podcast. Other than that, guys, all I can do is just ask that you once again, just, you know, pick the song up, download it, etc. Check out the video, share it, all that kind of stuff. Follow, subscribe. You guys know how this, how this goes. <laughs> uh, so this is the point where I take a minute to say how thankful I am to all of you. Uh, when I started this thing two years, a little bit over two years ago, I was recording episode zero of the podcast. I was literally living in Los Angeles. I was sitting in my car. My car was parked in a Target parking lot for half of it. And then for the second, no, sorry, for the first half, I was in a, I was, I was parked at, at a beach, just in the parking lot on my phone. Okay, recording episode zero. The second half of it, I recorded in a Target parking lot. You might be thinking, well, damn, Tim, you didn't have a place to live. No, I had a place to stay. <laughs> I had a place to stay. I was I was I was actually staying with my uncle and aunt uh, out in L.A. So I was very fortunate to have a place to live where I didn't have to pay rent. The only thing was, is that it was never quiet in that house. It was never quiet. There were dogs. They had three rock wallers that would bark all the time. My uncle was always listening to watching TV. It just, you know, you need peace and quiet if you want to sit down and record a podcast. So I had to go elsewhere. I had to leave. I had to try to go find somewhere else to sit and, 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 and record. And it's not the greatest recording because I didn't at the time I didn't have my microphone with me. I didn't have my 
I had a very old computer. I didn't trust recording it on that, but I really wanted to get on and because I knew Dragon Ball Super was about to come on in about a week. It was about to debut in the, in the United States. And I was like, well, now's a good chance for me to try to start on time and be ahead here by doing an episode zero of the podcast where I talk about everything leading up to Super and my opinions on it. So in episode zero, I sat in my car and with one little sheet of paper, with very few notes on it, just broad strokes, like the names of the sagas and the order that they were in, I sat there and I talked about Dragon Ball Z for like an hour and a half, just from memory, (laughs) okay? So that's where this started. And then I got to episode one, and then I started to see some people coming in. I started to get a few messages every now and then. I said, okay, there's actually people listening to this. And I'm grateful for those people. I'm grateful because over time, this thing has definitely grown. I would have thought and hoped that maybe it would have grown a lot more in two years. But it's it's just it's a very tricky space to be in. You know, anytime you're you're, you're trying to be creative and put something out there, it can either go great or it can be terrible. And this has gone pretty well, I would say, for me to still be here after 100 episodes doing this. And I could not have done it without each and every one of you guys that are listening to this right now. Okay, so I just want to say thank you for that. I want to ask you to keep showing support, keep showing love, keep listening, keep sharing. We can do so much more in 2019 here. If you guys just help me keep pushing this thing to the next level. Okay, you've done a great job so far, but I need I need more. I'm going to be honest with you. I need more. I need you guys to help me out. I'm hearing from a lot of people, but it's usually the same people, which I'm shit. I'm glad. Thank (laughs) you guys. Keep keep writing in. Keep stepping up. But I know right now there's someone listening to this that's never written in. That's never shared the page. Never liked the page. You just listen. I'm talking to you. It will make it will mean the world to me. If you could just take that extra step, like the page, share the podcast, etc. You have no idea how impactful that could be because you're thinking it's just you. You're like, well, it's just me. I'm just one person. Like, what is it? No, because if everyone who's thinking that does something about it, you'd be surprised at the difference it would make. So thank you guys so much. I've enjoyed being here for 100 episodes. This has been the most fulfilling thing I've probably ever participated in in my life. Because there is nothing better and more exciting or nothing that I would rather do than talk about Dragon Ball, you know, with other Dragon Ball fans. Because this is my life. I love this shit. I've cried watching episodes of Dragon Ball Z. I don't think I've ever said that before. (laughs) Okay. But I'm being honest here. This show brings something out of me that no other show has ever brought out of me in my entire life. Okay. And this is an episode 100 exclusive. (laughs) All right. We'll never talk about it again. But there are moments of Dragon Ball Z I can watch right now that will make me tear up. Okay. And I know you guys feel the exact same way. And that's why you're here. And that's why you're listening. So thank you so much for listening. I think I've said everything I could possibly say about this. So thank you guys. Episode 100 is done. So here's to another however many episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um... So yeah, guys, so until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 100, I'm Tim Bridgewater. Thank you, guys. Keep on rocking the dragon.